For the past few weeks, we have been in a series titled, A Lasting Legacy. I'd like for you to think for a moment how each of us gathered here today, each one of us bears the mark of someone who touched us in a powerful each one of us bears the mark of someone who touched us in a powerful way and quite possibly changed the trajectory of our lives. Remember who took you under his or her wing or a teacher. Remember who took you under his or her wing or a teacher. If you're really blessed, you might even receive uh, more than one such fellow traveler who instructed you on character and righteousness, faith, trust, and amazing life lessons that quite possibly changed you. This human journey, this very personal journey, cannot be. This human journey, this very personal journey, cannot be underestimated. I can think of many people that I learned from, a tobacco farmer, my wife, Kimberly, my father-in-law, Bruce, tobacco farmer, my wife, Kimberly, my father-in-law, Bruce, my mother-in-law who passed away in 2004, Karen, my mom, Carolyn, many of you out here that nurtured my faith in the late 80s, early 90s as I was called in the ministry here. And then I think about the people right now that add and enhance my life here in the presence. That guy behind the organ over there, Danny Stover. I see Mark Putman sitting right there. Mark Rowland, who just recently retired. And I could go on and on. Sue Lee, Jen, and I could keep naming. There's a lot of you out there. And I've learned from them. So kind of funny, like for example, from my father-in-law, I learned how to say, Go Buckeyes! Beat Michigan! <laughs> but I learned so much more from him and his example. The value of seeing those who follow you become strong, faithful Christians. The value of seeing those who follow you become strong, faithful Christians who pass on their faith the way you have passed it on to them. Leaf, the greatest of things, positively impact generations. The greatest of things, positively impact generations to come. And you do that through your obedience. Involves knowing his word as it's revealed and accepting his invitations involves knowing his word as it's revealed and accepting his invitations and doing what he commands. A life lived in this manner will be noticed, it will be emulated, and it will be remembered for generations to come. I pray that for you. I pray that for you in your life. You see, the Bible is full of stories about people in your life. You see, the Bible is full of stories about people who transition incredible 
values to others, rows of the Bible, and the good Lord entrusted them with incredible ministry to others, and they spoke on behalf of the Bible, and the good Lord entrusted them with incredible ministry to others, and they spoke on behalf of God. At times, it wasn't all pretty of what they had to say to confront evil. They did powerful miracles. They stand up for those who are oppressed. Today we're going to look at a unique story in the Bible. It's a very powerful story. A story of succession from one prophet to the next. Elijah. Elijah. He's one of those iconic prophets in the Bible. He stood up against evil. He proclaimed the truths. And it changed the trajectory of nations. He controlled the weather. He raised a dead child. And during a famine, birds brought him food. That's not normal. (laughs) Elijah also led a group of 50 prophets called the Company of Prophets. And the earth was coming to an end. At that time, he was very tired and discouraged. The earth was coming to an end. At that time, he was very tired and discouraged. Maybe you're thinking, how is that possible for a prophet like him? Strong in power, strong in faith and proclamation. How does this superhero of the Bible do that or experience that? But it does happen, my friends. Burnout and fatigue are real in ministry. At one time, Elijah even asked God to just take him. Just take me, O oh God. knew that that legacy, that succession had to pass and outlive him into going and going. knew that that legacy, that succession had to pass and outlive him into going and going to others. God called him to go find a guy named Elisha to succeed him. So we got Elijah and Elisha. I got to be very careful and you got to listen very carefully. Elijah and Elisha. So if you're Elijah, where do you follow you around that you led? Uh, but no, God chose following you around that you led, uh, but no, God chose Elisha, who was a farmer, not a prophet. So Elijah went calling, each of them driving a team of oxen, tilling up the earth. Each of them driving a team of oxen, tilling up the earth. Elisha's life was pretty monotonous. He walked behind a team of oxen for hours and hours every day. Probably not one of the most desired occupations out there. This was old school farming, and it probably had old school smells that Elisha tuned into every day. But he kept faithful. And he did exactly what God calls us to do each day, sometimes in the ordinary, just to keep plowing, just to keep on going. And God had plans for that simple farmer named Elisha. The Roman philosopher Seneca said this, and this is really true of Elisha, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Little real, and it had to happen in order to transition over into being a prophet. God could have chosen real, and it had to happen in order to transition over into being a prophet. God could have chosen anyone to follow Elijah's legacy, but God chose a farmer who was faithful in the little things 
So God blessed him with so much more. Let's look at this text together. 1 Kings 19 through 21. And this is good stuff, folks. So Elijah went from there, and he found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. And he and himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him. He threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and he ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come back to you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and he went back. He took his yoke of oxen and he spoiled and they ate. And then he set out to follow Elijah and became full and they ate. And then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. So Elijah came to the field in just incredible fashion. And then he sees, he points that bony finger at Elisha. And he and then he sees, he points that bony finger at Elisha. And he does something that seems odd in this passage of scripture. He takes his own cloak he didn't do this because Elisha was cold. He was doing it as an act of symbolism. He didn't do this because Elisha was cold. He was doing it as an act of symbolism. A symbolic role of a prophet was being the place yoked upon him. Kind of like pastors being yoked with a stole. This was a big statement made by Elijah. He was saying, buddy, you're up next. You're coming off the bench. You've learned. You're now a starting pitcher, a starting prophet. You're going to be my successor as Israel's most influential prophet. Elisha then left his oxen and he ran after Elijah. And he says, let me kiss my father and mother goodbye. And then I will come. And I looked at the New Living Translation and it, it translates a little better. It's like he said, go on. And I looked at the New Living Translation, and it, it translates a little better. It's like he said, go on back, but think about what I have done to you. Perhaps he was worried that Elisha's parents, it's not a very uh, becoming job. You don't, they don't make that much money, and people use not a very uh, becoming job. You don't, they don't make that much money, and people usually get mad at them, Elisha. Your mother and I were really hoping you would carry on the family business and keep on plowing and farming because you're really good at it. Well, if they tried to dissuade Elisha, it was very unsuccessful. So Elisha left them and he went back. He does something really, really cool. And it's really detailed. He took his yoke of oxen and he slaughters them. And then he takes the plowing equipment and he sets it on fire. And then he starts cooking a barbecue for everyone. And killed the cow and burned the plow. He made enough steak for the whole neighborhood. Killed the cow and burned the plow. He made enough steak for the whole neighborhood right there. Everyone would always remember that day, wouldn't they? Wouldn't you? As you filled your bed. And it was a very powerful statement made by Elisha. He was saying yes to God's call to that. And it was a very powerful statement made by Elisha. He was saying yes to God's call to carry out Elijah's legacy of faithfulness. There was no plan B. Dad, if my kids come, come, home, come and say to me, Dad, I've got this plan. 
I would say, okay, Dad, if my kids come, come, home, come and say to me, Dad, I've got this plan, I would say, okay, you got this plan. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your faith uh, and everything. Go and serve God, but maybe you have another option just in case it falls through. <laughs> but no, Alicia, there's no plan B. There are times in Scripture where God calls people to take a step that is so radical, so uh, obvious from the Lord, that there's no plan B. They are all in. It's like Peter, James, and John. They're casting their nets one day, and Jesus walks along the shore, and he calls them. He says, come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And what it, when it comes, comes to matters of obedience to God, sometimes you do have to kill the cow when it comes, comes to matters of obedience to God, sometimes you do have to kill the cow and burn the plow and go all in with your obedience, especially when it comes to a call. When Elijah came calling, I think it's because he heard about all that Elijah was doing. When Elijah came calling, I think it's because he heard about all that Elijah was doing. Elijah's reputation as Israel's prophet came before him. And Elisha so Elisha leaves his hometown, he begins to follow Elijah, and it's like this, this residency. So Elisha leaves his hometown, he begins to follow Elijah, and it's like this, this residency, this internship of sorts, where Elijah is showing him what it means to be a prophet, the rhythms and the ways and the steps of passing on that legacy to him. But there's a little more than that. You see, in this series, I believe we're saving the best for last. Leaving an exponential legacy. It's all about multiplication, my friends. Leaving an exponential legacy. It's all about multiplication, my friends. It's all about multiplication in your life. I'm going to take you back to six. Who to the fifth power is not two plus two plus two plus two plus two equals ten. Who to the fifth power is not two plus two plus two plus two plus two equals ten. It's much bigger than that because exponential and thirty-two. I want you to have an exponential like thirty-two. I want you. To have an exponential legacy, something bigger than your legacy that you think that sometimes can be, that doubles, triples, and so forth. I want to be a multiplier that doubles, triples, and so forth. I want to be a multiplier. I do. I want to be a multiplier with heritage. So how does that work? Well, let's fast forward to the end of Elisha's internship with Elijah. Let's look at 2 Kings 2, 1 through 3. It said, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah said to Elisha, we're on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord, Elijah said to Elisha, we're on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives... And as you, Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied. So be quiet. He doesn't want to hear it. Elisha says no. That prophet tells, the prophets tell him that today is going to be the day. Elisha says no. 
That prophet tells, the prophets tell him that today is going to be the day. But Elisha is so persistent. Why? Because he has a request. Let's look at his request in verses 7 through 10. And these are powerful verses. It says, 50 men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When the water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you? Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. There's a couple things here that we need to tune into. You see, first, Elijah doesn't promise that Elisha will get his request. Why? Because Elijah is not the one who can make this happen. Only God can request, grant a request like this, my friends. You see, an exponential legacy, my friends, is a gift of God. And God wants to do it for you. Elisha has already received the training. He's already received how to take steps as a prophet from Elijah. He's already received the wisdom He's already seen how to lead and serve. But this request is the beginning of being coming exponential. He's saying, give me double. I'm not satisfied just to carry out your legacy, brother. I want you times two, Elijah. More power, more miracles, more changed lives. I want multiple. That's not a, re- uh, a, a human or a request that a human can, f- can fulfill. It comes straight. That's not a, re, uh, a, a human or a request that a human can, f- can fulfill. It comes straight from God. You see, Elisha wants it so much that he refuses to obey Elijah's request. Hungry, he's desperate. So, second, when it comes to passing on the legacy, legacy, we have to think about the hungry. He's desperate. So, second, when it comes to passing on the legacy, legacy, we have to think about the fact that we do addition, but God desires to do multiplication with us. Why? Because only God can do the anointing with this type of exponential legacy. Only God can pour out double portions of spiritual blessings upon us. You know, he says, I want to be upgraded. I want more. I've seen you do this power. You know, he says, I want to be upgraded. I want more. I've seen you do this power, and I want more power. Why? To live for the benefit of the world, to live for the benefit of others, my friends. He's not saying, I need to be upgraded with the trim and be shiny and and be a fish, my friends. He's not saying, I need to be upgraded with the trim and be shiny and and be uh, someone who can proclaim and shine for others. No, he's not saying that so that he can look good. Being a prophet was a burden. A responsibility but he was saying more Lord I want to do more for you I want to speak your words even stronger I want more people to be healed from my ministry I want more miracles I want more people to know you I want to ask you a serious question at the end of this legacy series what's your double portion request of the Lord today
if God could expand your territory, if God could expand the impact upon your family for generations and generations and generations, if God could throttle up your life and your ministry, what would that look like, my friends? For the Holy Spirit coming upon you in that power. Maybe it's boldness just to pray in public. Holy Spirit coming upon you in that power. Maybe it's boldness just to pray in public or to use maybe your gifts that are within you that you have not used and let go and unleashed in your life with your family or your neighbors or your coworkers. Maybe it's your work in your life with your family or your neighbors or your coworkers. Maybe it's your words matching your actions. Just of that spirit of helpfulness to this world. Of that spirit of helpfulness to this world. We know it. There's so many people hurting. There's so many people who don't know what to do. There's so many people that really don't even know anything about what even love means or faith means. They're working in their lives. But we have this ministry. We have the gifts in their lives. But we have this ministry. We have the gifts. We have the gifts of the Spirit in us to not only... And it's been that succession has happened with you. And to me. And it's been that succession has happened with you. And to me. You know, some of us might feel like indulgent or even selfish asking these things. But don't hesitate, my friends. Don't hesitate today. This is about legacy. I believe all of us, deep down inside, want a deep impact of our legacy to others. Therefore, we should say, open up your gates, pour the abundance in me, oh God. I want it. Would you say that today with your life? What would happen with this flood of abundance that would come your way in a double portion measure within of all of who you are? Do you know what Alicia did? <laughs> it's really cool. He picks up that same mantle. He, he learns from him. Picks up that same, went on his own journey of greatness and service to the Lord and the Lord's people. And it changed the truth. Went on his own journey of greatness and service to the Lord and the Lord's people. And it changed the trajectory of his life. And he wasn't simple anymore, but he was filled. Kings 2, 11 through 15. Famous passage of scripture as they were walking along kings 2 11 through 15 famous passage of scripture as they were walking along walking together suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them father my father the chariots and the horsemen of israel and elisha saw him no more father my father the chariots and the horsemen of israel and elisha saw him no more then he took hold of his garment he tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him, and he went back and he stood on the banks of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and he struck it, the water with it. The water had divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. 
A company of the prophets from Jericho. The water it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. A company of the prophets from Jericho who were watching said, The spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. And they went to meet him, and they bowed to the ground before him. Do you see this? It's here. It's true. It's the word of God in the scriptures. And it could be true of you. You see, Elisha moved on to take up the mantle of Elijah because of what he saw Elijah doing and because he knew who Elijah was as a person. What's that legacy-changing, kingdom-building in the next couple minutes to pray? And I want to lead you in a time of prayer to make in the next couple minutes to pray. And I want to lead you in a time of prayer to maybe just have your life over to God in any way that you seem fit. At one time in my life, I went up to this altar up here when I was called into the ministry. And I'm not saying you have to do that. You could get flat on your face here if you want or kneel on the steps if you're able. You could hunch folded. But I believe with all of my heart that God wants to fold it. But I believe with all of my heart that God wants you to have an exponential legacy. With a power given in pursue, be wanting to come and receive all that God has for us. To be wanting to come and receive all that God has for us. Double portion. We just trust that God will do it through us. And our children buy this double portion. God wants to, I believe God wants to deliver some, buy this double portion. God wants to, I believe God wants to deliver some spiritual mail to you today. Are you willing to open it up and receive it, read it, and apply it to your life? Our Heavenly Father is here. He longs to give us gifts of power. Almighty God, there are generations and generations, hundreds, hundreds of generations represented. God, we want your power. We want a double portion. God, we want your power. We want a double portion of all of you, your gifts, your power. That we would live out our lives, multipliers. That we would live out our lives, multipliers, living out this exponential legacy to where all who encounter our words and our actions. God, I thank you for each person here today, each family acted. God, I thank you for each person here today, each family, each home unit represented here this morning. I pray for the legacy of each person. And so, Lord, now in silent prayer, receive our prayer, our heartfelt prayer unto you for our legacy.